Welcome in to the PHNX Suns podcast. I'm Lindsay. That's Saul. That's Gerald. That's Espo. I refuse to be spoken to as anything other than Risposito from now on. So. No, well, Risposito. I refuse to say that name. So, so is it a three I guess it podcast? is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, we got to shift the camera over. Oh, no. We lost Risposito. <laughs> Why did you oblige him in that way, Gerald? Thank like, you, what, Gerald. What, what, was the, him, what was the point of that, Gerald? I wanted Gerald? him to sit down. Do you know what the Riz is? I got Riz. Okay. Wow. We already went over this. <laughs> All right, I'm just making sure. We literally went over this. Not I feel like. Was I here when we went over it? No, I don't know. There's don't a possibility you, were. you weren't, but you were here when Riz Bazito came a look, thing, right? Look, I got more Riz than Shams. I mean, come on. This <laughs> <laughs> face. Shams is a, he's a tiny little pretty boy. He's not known Come as, he, he's got Rich game. Sharania. No, he's got I mean, game. Yeah, he does. He's, he's got game. game. You see what he, you see, you see him on the K Adam show? I mean, go. He also drops buckets, by the way. Um, My favorite Shams <laughs> yeah. was, go look it up. was okay. back in the day when he would tweet out every single day something about lunch. Yep. Lunch, lunch, he was lunchtime, yeah. smiley face. There yep. you go. Lunch it's lunchtime, smiley, smiley face. <laughs> Like it was probably it's the most random thing, but now that he has like a bajillion followers and yes. like breaks news, the fact that those just pop up every once in a while <laughs> on your your timeline, good on him. It's really funny. By the way, Gerald's my new hype man. I don't need you to, so I'll only be addressing. I, mean, I Gerald don't from recall now applying on. for the job. I really in the first place, I, I set the bar okay. so low on that. <laughs> you acknowledge and Lindsay and I are finally in unison on this. We don't care. Yeah, <laughs> I go mean, ahead. I, listen, as yeah. I told you yesterday, you would be on my top eight. Don't let it go to your head because I will remove you instantly. Okay, All right. I don't mess around. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, today we are going to take a deeper look into Kata Bates Diop, one of the newcomers to the Phoenix Suns. In our continued deep dive series, of course, there is an in-depth article by Gerald Borgay over at gophnx.com. But for now, we'll take a peek at Kata and then we'll be joined by a guest as well. Uh, Shane, you want to put up the graphic that kind of gives just a brief overview of what he brings to the team? Obviously, he's 27. He is six foot eight. He's got that seven foot three wingspan, which we have talked a lot about. Um, defense, I think, is the one that we're all pretty excited about. Mm. And then offensively, maybe there's still a few question marks. How are you guys feeling um, just about what you're excited to see from KBD and what you're maybe still have some questions around? Look, I, I, <laughs> go ahead, that's well. Well, Gerald gave me the head nod. I thought my hype man yeah. would say, "Go so ahead." I was like, "Yeah, <laughs> but like I want to speak first. But go you, ahead, Saul. Go you go ahead. <laughs> Saul's like, I haven't been here I mean, in like five days. It's been a while. Hey, I think delay. I think first of all, um, I, his outside shot improved last year um, at a, at a pretty decent clip, especially if you're going to be that fifth guy potentially, the fifth starter. Um, defensively is where I'm very much more excited about, but I will say there's, there's a few things that he can even tweak defensively that, that, that he's a little improvement. I think, uh, sometimes he gets a little sloppy technique wise, slows down a little bit, gets beaten at the point. Um, but his length makes up for it. And, um, he's not the most, uh, explosive athletic guy in the world, but he could definitely hold his own. And I think he's just going to be one of those guys that if he finds the right groove with this team, he is going to be such a valuable piece. And I think if you're going to get excited about KBD, 
I wouldn't say be excited at the beginning of the season because I think his value will come at the end of the season uh, by a mile. Agreed. Yeah, I'm excited about uh, Kata in Frank Vogel's defensive system. What can he get out of him? How can he do it? Uh, what is he? What does his defense look like there? My biggest concern, though, is offensively. Yes, he took that big jump last year, uh, but that's not what the track record suggests. And Gerald does a great job in his article today breaking down how well he shoots wide open and then with a guy closer to him and then with a guy in his a hand in his face. And it ain't pretty as the defender gets closer from last year's numbers. So. Yeah, and it's one of those things where, like, Pretty much every player in the NBA shoots a worse percentage when they're more contested versus wide open. Analytics. But like the drop off between wide open versus just open is is pretty steep. Um, he's a guy that doesn't shoot a ton of threes if they are contested, which is good news for the Suns because he's probably going to get a lot of wide open looks if he's sharing the court with two or three of those superstars as the Suns have. Um, I was excited for just watching what he can do in terms of his finishing ability. Mm -hmm. He shot, I think it was like close to 68% at the rim last season. And if you go through the film, and there are a couple of clips in the article, he's really good at finishing around the rim because he has all that length. He has really good footwork when he gets into the paint. Um, and then obviously the defensive versatility is going to be really key. So my big question, obviously, aside from the three-point shooting and whether that can hold, because this was the first time in his career that he shot better than 33%, and it came on only two attempts per game, is can he defend at the point of attack? And I think that's going to be the difference between whether he's the starter on opening night or whether maybe we see him phased in and out of the rotation come playoff time. He loves that spin move. He does. He loves him some spin moves. He does. I mean, he did get a good recommendation, I suppose you could say, from his former teammate, Doug McDermott, which did. Uh, you did have an interview with him. It's also linked within that article at GoPHNX, but he said... Just a versatile player. He can play a lot of different positions. He can guard a lot of different positions. So the versatility is a plus. Mm -hmm. It's just, to your point, that point of attack defense that is still maybe a little bit of a question mark. But I feel like with Frank Vogel, like you guys have all mentioned it, that growth could very well be what we see from him this year in a new system on a team that is actually playing for something, surrounded by guys who will challenge him to be better as well. I know that's kind of one of those talking points that we've all discussed, like, and every one of these players that we've talked to in the offseason has brought it up too. like being around these guys will bring more out of me and being around these guys will make me want to work harder and yada, yada, yada. But it's true. Yeah, he, he does have a skill set that should shine a little bit more surrounded by better talent. Um, I think he's a guy that kind of flew under the radar and was easier to not really pay attention to because he was playing for a 22-win Spurs team. Um, but a lot of his cutting, his defense, and hopefully that three ball will be really well-suited for this particular Suns team. Yes. All right, guys. It is time to welcome in our guest. Joining us today on the PHNX Suns podcast is Tom Petrini, Spurs and digital content for KENS5. Friend of the program. We love any time that you stop in, Tom, to chat with us. So thank you for joining us. How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you guys doing? You hear me okay? Yeah, we're doing okay. We're just doing trying great. to make sure we stay inside out of the crazy <laughs> heat that is uh, Phoenix, Arizona right now. 
I was gonna say, man, it's it's brutal out here, but I feel like I can't complain to you guys, so I'll just I'll just stay quiet with my one three or whatever it is. It's all right. Our lakes are just boiling. It's nothing too big. So. No big deal. Yeah. No yeah. big deal. So Tom, I got out of the car in Phoenix one time, and I swear the bottom of my shoes started melting to the pavement. I, I promise you they didn't, because I actually looked it up. It's 345 degrees for your soles to start to melt. No, no, that's your soul. So totally yeah. different. Yeah. So I looked it up because I always wondered, like, driving on the highway, how come car tires don't melt? So I looked it up, and there it is. The most random shenanigans, <laughs> I swear. <laughs> Tom, we are talking about Kata Bates Diop today on the show. Um, so we want to kind of get your opinion on him, your thoughts and insight. Just generally, what can you share with us about KVD that stands out to you? So when I saw the news that he was heading to Phoenix, I said, that's perfect for him and it's perfect for the Suns. Um, and that was my immediate reaction because you look at this Sun team and you're like, all right, what do they need? They've got Book and KD and Beal and Aiden. Obviously, they need veteran depth that's versatile and playable and cheap. Uh, and KBD really fits all of those things. Um, he was a guy who, you know, initially when he came to San Antonio, I wasn't sure how long he was going to stick because it was a situation where like, you know, they've got 16 guys on the roster heading into training camp and who are they going to cut? And he was the guy who looked most likely that he was going to be cut, but basically he made the roster, um, grit and determination and making the right play and hustle, uh, and playing his role. And, um, you know, anytime there was an injury in the starting lineup the last two years, it felt like, you know, they just slapped Kate Bates D up on there and it fit, you know, mm -hmm. because he can, he can play along with basically any group of four other guys, uh, and it works. Um, one thing that I love about his game and another reason I think he's going to be a great fit in Phoenix is he doesn't need the ball. Mm -hmm. Uh, he does so many other things and you've got plenty of guys who need the ball over there. Uh, I actually looked it up before I came on. I wanted to see what his, like, like just for laughs, how many times he isolated last year mm. and NBA's player tracking stats. It doesn't let you say, Oh, I want to see the stats for this specific guy. So you have to like, look, but I was like, I know how I'm going to find this. I went into play type. <laughs> I hit isolation and it organizes by like, you know, it starts with the people who did it the most. And I just hit the button that flips that. So it showed me the people who isolated least. And sure enough, he was in the top four of the least ISOs per game last year. Damn. Like 0 0.1 per game. Yeah. Um, but like like that sort of – and that was on a Spurs team that, you know, uh, I'm not going to say they were bad last year. Uh, they, <laughs> but they weren't they, good. They, they weren't good. They were very young. Uh, and you know, I'm sure, I'm sure if he wanted to go out there and, you know, dance a little bit and do his thing, but that's not his thing. And he knows that he knows his role. Uh, and he's, he's totally comfortable in that role. Um, and so that's why I think he's going to be a great fit in Phoenix because he's just going to do all the little things on the offensive end, you know, set good screens, roll cut, um, and make himself available in dirty areas, you know, like, I don't, I don't know that I've ever seen him take a bad shot. 
where it's like, man, what's, what's he doing shooting that? Like everything he does is in the flow of the offense. And, uh, you know, anybody who's going to be playing in Phoenix is going to need to get it that way when you've got those three, four other guys. You know, you talked about just, you know, him being a hustler to stay on this squad. Um, what was the what's the single biggest jump do you think that he's made um, over the last, you know, last year or so in terms of like one specific area? Uh, is it shooting? Is it, you know, defensively, you know, you know, man, man to man or help defense or like what is that one specific thing that you looked at towards the end of the season? You're like, man, he's come such a long way in this particular area. I think this might be like a bit of a cop-out answer, but it's, it's his consistency in putting the whole thing together. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's, it's not like there's, there's one thing where I was like, oh, wow, he's, he's gotten so much better at shooting the ball. It's, it's more that his, his effort, his intensity, um, not necessarily his production, because there are games where he wouldn't touch the ball, you know? He would be, you know, in the corner just doing all that dirty work and, and never get rewarded on a back cut or whatever. But, you know, by, by the end of the year, I, I looked at him as like a rock in that lineup where, you know, if, if nothing else is going to go right that game, you know that Kata Bates Diop is going to do his job. Um, and, I mean, his, his efficiency throughout – his time in San Antonio, I think definitely improved. I think his, his defensive versatility is why he'll get minutes in Phoenix. Um, and like I said before, just his ability to plug in on offense, never touch the ball and still have a positive effect on the court. Um, you know, I, I, my respect for him grew a ton. Um, you know, just cause like I said, super reliable like if there was any sort of injury you could rest assured pretty much unless it was like point guard or center anything two through four it was like yeah that's probably going to be kata people started using the meme from like the flex tape commercial where he slaps the tape <laughs> on the side of the thing with the, the, the hole in it. it's, it's like that was pop slapping kata bates d up on any hole in the lineup and it was cool. And yeah, I mean like I challenge you guys later, think about it. Like try to try to put together a lineup of Phoenix players with K to base D up on it. That doesn't work. Mm. You know, it's, you can, you can really throw him in there with anybody. Challenge uh, accepted. He kind of a leader, you know, <laughs> he, he became like, he became like a veteran on this team, which, you know, when everybody is too young to rent a car, I guess age wise, <laughs> it's not that hard to, you know, just be the old guy by default. But um, I, I think he was, he was probably one of the most consistent players this year for the Spurs. So, yeah, that, that's what impressed me most. Tom, to your point about his defensive versatility, I ran into Doug McDermott at Summer League, and he used that same buzzword. It's one that keeps coming up pretty frequently to describe KBD. But for here in Phoenix, obviously you got Beal and Booker in that backcourt, and we're kind of looking around like, okay, who's going to guard like the John Morants and the Steph Currys, the ball handlers, the floor generals of the world? Because you probably don't want Booker or Beal worrying about that do you feel like kbd is a guy that could take on those assignments or is he maybe better suited for like two through four as far as his defensive versatility i think i mean two through four is definitely his wheelhouse Mm. but 
he has the length and strength to guard big men when he gets those switches, and he has the foot speed uh, and you know active hands to survive on switches against some of the more elite guards. I don't I don't think I would you know task him out of the gate. Okay, Kata, you're guarding Steph, mm-hmm. but you know if they run a one four pick and roll and you know he winds up on an island it's it's not the kind of thing where i see that and go oh oh no you know <laughs> like he's going to hold his own on the perimeter uh and down low um you know i i see him as that you know that that wing defender that can do a little bit of everything and really you know impactful guarding on ball 2 through 4 but also you know as that roving you know, free safety kind of jumping passing lanes, help side defense, um, does does a lot of things that, especially with you know as many offensive focused players as as the Suns have, he's I think he's going to play some significant minutes, and I I think he's going to, I mean when the news came out, I think it was Woj was like yeah he has a chance to be a starter here, mm-hmm. um, and. It's, it's really funny to me because he's going from this team that was in the middle of a rebuild to a team that is, you know, all in right now on, on trying to win a championship as soon as possible. Uh, and his role is going to be functionally the same. It's just, you know, instead of like Trey Jones and Keldon Johnson, who I love and appreciate, is going to be like Booker and KD and Aiton, you know, like it's a deal. Like... I, I think that, and when those guys are drawing all of that attention, there are going to be openings for him to make an impact. I mean, there there was a game, it was the last game that the Staples Center was called the Staples Center. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Kata put up, I think it was 30 or 31 on 11 of 11 shooting. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> uh, and it was one of those like Clay Thompson type beats, like <laughs> dribbled it maybe twice kind of deals. <laughs> Like it was everything just in the flow of the offense. I don't, I don't think he's going to have one of those nights playing for Phoenix, but like, you know, he's, he's got skill, he's got talent. And I think the, his, one of his biggest talents and biggest skills is knowing his role and exactly how to apply himself in that role. So we should lower expectations from perfection to slightly below is what you're saying. <laughs> right. All right. Perfect uh, for what it is, you know? <laughs> I, the biggest concern for me is last year he had his best three-point shooting <laughs> year ever. But can he continue to be a guy that can knock down those shots? I know he only attempted two a game, but can he be that guy for the Suns team? Because that was one of the biggest weaknesses in particular in the playoffs was guys not hitting wide open threes. I, I think, like I said before, he's a guy who takes good shots. And I think he'll get even better shots this year just by virtue of playing with all of those, you know, creators who draw a lot of attention. Um, I think I think he'll get good opportunities and... I mean, I'm, I'm confident that he'll be able to hit shots at a decent enough rate to uh, justify his presence on the floor for all of the other things that he does on both ends. Um, what did he shoot last year, if you were, if you were looking at it? Uh, I, I remember 30, it being like decent. It was a career-high 39.4% or something like that. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if he'll be quite at 39%, but 
I, I don't think he'll dip much below 35. You know, mm. I, I think he'll be league average at worst. Mm. And again, he's, he's not a guy who you're relying on for like a volume of three-point shots. Mm-hmm. It's more, can you stand there and shoot that shot well enough that the defense has to at least think about it and respect you? Um, mm. And when he's not shooting threes, I mean, he's a good catch-and-attack player. It's mostly one or two dribbles in a straight line and then either going up for a layup or passing it out. Um, he's one of those guys when you think of like traditional, like beautiful game spurs, keeps the ball moving, uh, makes the right play, unselfish guy, which you're going to need playing with all of those really talented players. Um, so yeah, I mean, if I, I think he'll shoot somewhere between 35 and, and 40% from deep next year. And, um, you know, even when he's not, he's a, he's a great cutter. Mm. He, he has a great instinct for when the defense has just completely lost track of him because he he's one of the more forgettable pieces of the offense right and especially <laughs> in phoenix like all of these guys are going to have so much attention on and off ball that it's going to be really easy for whoever's guarding kata bates d up to completely forget about kata bates d up mm-hmm. and that's when he like is at his best <laughs> um yeah What's his personality like, or what type of guy is he in the locker room? So he's like, he's very chill. He's humble, stoic, but like friendly, you know, not in like a standoffish way. It's, you know, just, you know, hi, I'm Kata kind of deal. Um, <laughs> nice guy. Um, I've, I've enjoyed working with him, getting to know him. Um, and this past year, he actually won uh, an NBA Community Assist Award. Um, and this is something that's sort of top of mind after uh, Bronny suffered a cardiac arrest. Um, when Kata's, this, this was like 2017, I think, Kata's younger brother uh, suffered a cardiac arrest at a high school basketball practice. And luckily, somebody there knew CPR, saved his life. Um, but that sort of ignited a passion in Kata for like, okay, this is a life-saving skill that more people need to know. So he's put on like a lot of workshops to teach people CPR um, and was recognized for that uh, this past year. Just a good guy. I mean, this is a former second round pick, um, sort of washed out of Minnesota. And like I said before, he's really, and Greg Popovich mentioned this toward the end of last year, this guy has has worked really, really hard to carve out an NBA career for him. And yeah, I, I couldn't have uh, picked a better spot for him personally to land than Phoenix. I think he's going to have a great opportunity. And I think I think the Suns, like, you know, if the Suns make a, a really deep run this year, people are going to look at that signing as like a really underrated needle mover for this team. Mm-hmm. That's the goal. Yeah, that's the goal. The goal. Absolutely. To <laughs> Tom, thank you so much for joining us and sharing your insights with us on KBD. We really appreciate it. 
course. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah. I'm sure we'll hit you up again in the near future. We'll have you back on sometime soon. Absolutely. Yes. Next time he shoot, if he shoots 12 of 12, call me back. Yeah. Deal. <laughs> there we go. We'll Deal. even do it if he's not perfect. Yeah. How about that? So. Right. Yeah. If, if, he's, if he's shooting like 31% from three, don't call me and yell at me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We've got a deal. Only perfection. There we go. Uh, thank you again, Tom. We'll talk to you next time. And everyone listening, make sure you give him a follow on Twitter at Real Tom Petrini. All right, gentlemen. Um, any additional thoughts on KBD that we haven't discussed yet that you feel like are important to dive into? He's uh, super. He's scintillating, and he's sensational. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I got. Okay. It's a little Dick Vitale reference. Yep, I got you. I got you. Um, no, he. he it's kind of nice to hear guests come on and, and touch on things like especially in terms of his cutting and off-ball ability, the fact that, you know, he's not a flashy passer, but he will make the right play and move the ball. Um, all things that fit in well. This is the second guest that we've had that's come on and said, I couldn't have picked a better spot for him than Phoenix because yeah. we heard that about Eric Gordon as well. Um, so that's really exciting. Like we, we talked a lot about guys the Suns could target, and I think we all felt that Eric Gordon and KBD were both maybe a little too optimistic in terms <laughs> of what they could get for the vet minimum. So it's pretty awesome that they were able to get both of those guys. I mean, to be fair, are there anybody that this wouldn't be a great place for them to land since there's mm -hmm. freaking, uh, <laughs> you know, three and a half, the big three and a half here. I mean, most guys landing here, people are like, yeah, that was a pretty good spot for them to land. <laughs> yeah, I'm a little they got a championship jealous. chance. Yeah. You know, just so. a smidge, just a smidge. <laughs> also really enjoyed that story, Gerald. You should definitely like dive in a little bit deeper about the community assist award yeah. and being yeah. uh, so passionate about CPR. Mm -hmm. I took a CPR class. That's it's intense. <laughs> it's, just, it's just so weird. Sorry. I don't know why you laughed. I'm only laughing because he's laughing. laughing. I don't know why either one of you were laughing. I don't either. I, don't get it. I was being genuine. It's not something that you think about until it like is presented to you. And then you're like, yeah, I should probably do that. And then you get in the class and you're like, wow, this laughing. is way more intense I, I just, than I thought. I was, I was being genuine. No, it was just a pause. You I said, just, I took a CPR class. Pause and then got into the point. And I thought I just, you were literally just saying, I took a CPR. I just class. had to breathe. Listen, I'm sorry. Everybody should feel very confident in my life saving abilities. I've taken 18 different CPR courses. Wow. So I am That's about 10% confident I can do what they taught me. Okay. I was, I was what laughing. To you? I was laughing because Lindsay almost said a bad word. <laughs> I'm just fucking. <laughs> I'm sorry. What did you say, Shane? I said I was laughing because Lindsay almost said a bad word. I mean, did she? She maybe. said that sh was intense. It was. It was. Sly gets it though. Damn. It's the the staying alive beat. That's what you yes. got to remember. Like There's the another office. one that a newer song that actually has the same beat, but it's a newer version, newer age song, it's so like the younger da, kids da, can da, know da, it. Da, 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 no. Da, no. No. It's not that one. Okay. I'm pretty sure it's not that one. But there is one. I'll have and to look it up because I'm. Uh, <laughs> I'll have to look it up. Anyway, oh my Circle gosh. K, the best place to go for gas, snacks, coffee, and beer. We love our friends over at Circle K. Uh, the Polar Pops, they stay colder longer. Again, we've told you we're staying inside this summer. Mm -hmm. You're allowed to take a trip to Circle K, but after that, go back and be inside. Um, they also have Powerade 4 for $5 right now. And when you purchase that, you're also going to be entered <laughs> to be one of 10 finalists entered to win a 2023 Ford Big Ben Bronco SUV. So take advantage of that. Make sure you're not missing out on all the great stuff 
that Circle K has to offer. And right now, that promo code again, PHNX, you text it to 31310 to join Circle K's SMS subscriber club. You're going to get a buy one, get one free offer on 32-ounce Polar Pops. Can, can I tell a Circle K story? Yes. So Paul, who listens to the show, a buddy of mine, let me know this morning that his dad actually, for Circle K, invented the hamburger hot dog for them. That, and also the reason that there is a Coke uh, Froster there okay. as well. Then I owe him a lot because I, the Coke Froster thing is my favorite. I said, I said I need to shake this man's hand. Yes, so. absolutely. Head to CircleK.com slash store dash locator to find Circle K's near you. What is happening? I'm sorry. Why? <laughs> I'm playing this song in my head and it works. I don't know. It might be, but what? I don't know. The song what? That's not what. <laughs> no, it might be. It was a newer. It was a song that popped off on TikTok. Speak I'm of so life saving. <laughs> okay. Wow. It is. It is. It is. Yes. No way. Yes. <laughs> Listen, whatever works. Oh, boy. oh hey. Whatever works. Okay? <laughs> Could you imagine so being taught that? I don't care what you're saving. Oh if you're saving God. my so life, it you, works. If you get your CPR it. certificate, you're a certified freak seven days a week. <laughs> Could you oh imagine? my god. Could you imagine? Quite that literally. This person <laughs> is joking, needs CPR. You're like, hey Siri, can you play WAP? Oh like, <laughs> wow. Oh my god, Gerald. No. Oh, that was good, man. I mean, oh my god. How does one become certified in that? <laughs> Gerald just answered oh, your question. No. That's unreal. Oh awesome. no. Great oh, drop, no. Shane. Oh, wow. I don't know how to transition us out of There's that. No. So I'm just going to tell you about Saturday Neon. Saturday Speaking of freaky, neon. you want some neon lights in your house? <laughs> I mean, and on a Saturday night, nonetheless. There you go. We got I don't like such that. a product for you, baby. I don't Two like friends. That. One light. <laughs> I saw that YouTube video once. <laughs> But our friends at Saturday Neon have you covered. Zach's about to get a phone call. <laughs> Saturday Neon's going to be like, um, yeah, about that one thing. Okay, but for real, though, Saturday Neon signs are made with high-quality materials, and they're backed by a two-year warranty. And it's the two friends, former college roommates, that created this company, and they make officially licensed collegiate logo LED neon signs. They're super awesome. They're really cool looking. They make your space look just kind of polished and put together. It does. Like if you if you wanted if you were like Salt Bay, you want to put a little seasoning on your house or your wherever your space is, get yourself some Saturday neon signs. So go to SaturdayNeon.com, use code PHNX for 10% off your order today. Free shipping for orders over two hundred dollars. I don't know how we kind of just like do you ever know just how we get where we on. get to? No, no, no. I just that one specifically, I don't know how we just move on from it without having like a further discussion about it. What but I, I also know, don't think we need to have a further discussion about one it. One thing, how did you not remember that was the song? That seems like a song because, you would because remember. I learned how to do CPR to stay in alive. So that's my, that's the song that I will always have in oh, my so head for. Lindsay's it. brain does not work the way ours does. Like that's probably just, good for her. That's no, definitely. That's what makes that's what keeps her innocent and us just awful. 
dirty. That's why we're dirty <laughs> that's why we're not in the top eight list. I mean, that's today none of us. I've been removed. We've that's all for been sure. removed. Oh, Shane, you can still be on my top eight. All right, let's talk about Bradley Beal. Bradley Beal was on the cover of Slam magazine. Looked really good in uh, this magazine she cover did. here. We got to see him in his new jersey, rocking that number three. Sick. Looks good. He he looked so um. Like these shots were just super dramatic feeling like mm. he was ready to go out there and just like rip your head off. Yeah, because he is. I he know. gets to play for something now. He's like, I'm not in Washington playing for absolutely nothing. All right. I'm really excited for him to be here. And there were a lot of great things within the article over at Slam. So if you had not checked it out, be sure to do so. But we're going to talk about a few of the quotes that came from that. The first one we're going to talk about is him on just kind of the trade in general he said, quote, why are they trading book? Like, there's no way that this is happening. Like, this can't be. This isn't right. When he first heard the news that the Suns were going <laughs> to trade for him. And now this one is interesting because I feel like there's been a little bit of weird discourse about this on Twitter. Mm -hmm. um, but I think this is kind of a natural first reaction if I'm Bradley Beal. And I'm confused why we're having this reaction now, because he literally said something similar at his introductory presser weeks ago. Like his initial thought was, wait, are they trading book? It wasn't necessarily like I'm as good as book, if not better or anything like that. Like we're being traded straight up for each other. But it was more confusion over the fact that like money wise, role wise, position wise, they're very similar. So yeah. it would make sense that he would be confused. Like, wait, they're trading the Suns are trading for me. I, I I feel like people are blowing it out of proportion. I mean, we were all surprised all they gave up was CP3 and Landry Shamet. So right. I'm sure he was in the same boat because you hear that and you go, okay, yeah, sure. I had the power because of the no trade clause, but I still would have assumed they negotiated something more than that. So I didn't take it in any any bad way whatsoever. No, I, I don't understand why you would. Like, he's given... First of all, he has confidence in himself to feel like he's on the same level as Book, mm -hmm. um, which, to be honest, it, minus the injuries, he's not that far off. Like he's right there. Mm -hmm. I think that's that's added, that's a, that's a that's a good correlation. And the second, he meant it like I can't believe that this was all we would give up yeah. for for me. Mm -hmm. Like that's incredible. Like that's great because you figure you have to sacrifice something of value, and the Suns literally did not have to. I mean, Chris Paul is valuable. Don't get me wrong. But I mean, yeah. I, so I like just calm down, people. <laughs> calm down. It's OK. Mm -hmm. He's a good player that thought another pl good player was going to get traded for him at the peak of their their playing abilities. There's nothing wrong with thinking that. Well, and he in the quote, he admits this makes no sense. Why would they do that? Basically. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it was an initial thought that went through his head. Like, yeah. Trying to figure out what's going on. Makes sense. Yeah. Right. Again, an athlete being honest and somehow I mean, paying I'm just, for it. I'm tired of it. I'm tired <laughs> of it. I'm tired of people getting shit on because they're just being honest. Like, it's okay. I it's agree. Okay. And I think, again, it's a very normal first reaction when yeah. you hear the news. I think that's, that it's okay to be open about what your initial reaction is. Mm -hmm. We literally ask that question all the time mm -hmm. when a player gets moved. Like, where were you when you heard the news? What was your initial reaction? We ask that of players about other players, too, when they get moved. So oh, yeah. I think that's pretty normal. Anyway, I just felt like we should kind of have a little mini chit chat around that. Like, there's no drama. Mm -hmm. It's not weird. 
Let's not create something mm-hmm. out of nothing. Mm-hmm. We're he in is, a good spot. He is the guy that said, this is Book Nation, and I, you know, I'm coming right. in it to join. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. All right. Next up, he did share uh, some personal goals for this season. He said, getting back, uh, I really believe that's who I am, all NBA guy, all star guy, and I have a good group that can push me to be that every single day. So his personal goals for the season are to get back to that all-star level of play. Yeah, I, I love this. And and before people were like, well, you, shouldn't you always play at that level and you should always push yourself? I think one of the things, you know, like, again, like such a small, small level, right? But it was kind of like in, in high school. Like my 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 sophomore year, I got to practice with the varsity all the way up until the game, uh, the day before the first game, and then I went back down and I played JV, right? Um, and that elevated my play so much because mm-hmm. I wanted to I wanted to match their intensity, um, and I was intense. I was there, there was no doubt about that, but they just knew different levels to the game at that mm-hmm. point. And I think that's what Bradley Beal is. Listen, when you surround yourself with a bunch of inexperienced basketball players at the NBA level you're bound to lose a little bit of something here and there. So the fact that you're going to be able to pick some of that back up in playing with KD and book and, and, you know, and and anybody else, you know, you got, uh, why can I not think of names right now? The three point shooter from the Clippers, Gordon, Gordon, you know, you got a lot of veterans around you that are, are solid basketball players and they're going to be able to elevate you not only by a day to day intensity uh, uh, standpoint, but also just little nuances that you pick up from great players all the way and make no mistake about it. Kevin Durant and Devin Booker are great basketball players. Also him being on this squad with these guys takes the pressure way off of what he was asked to do Mm -hmm. in Washington. He can play more freely. He can have honestly, probably a little more fun Mm -hmm. knowing that he's not just going to be the guy every single night that is expected To will them to a win. He's going to beast a lot of dudes. It's going to be fun. And I'm sure he's going to have a blast playing with this team. He was putting up numbers over in D.C. as the number one option on a team that didn't have a lot of threats around him to alleviate that pressure. Now he's he's like the third guy behind Book and KD. I I think he's going to feast because that was one of the biggest Mm -hmm. things we heard at the intro pressure was when they were recruiting him and talking to him about what it would be like. I think it was Vogel that pointed out to him like, or uh, James Jones, when we played you, like we were doubling you, we were sending doubles at you. Now imagine that you were the guy that's capitalizing on doubles for Book and KD. And he was like, wow, that sounds pretty great to me, actually. So he's talked a lot about being with players on that caliber, pushing each other. um, And he hasn't had that since Russell Westbrook, he said. So this this is a whole new level in terms of he's never played on a team like this. And I think that's a reasonable goal because he is a guy that just through what three seasons ago put up 31 points a game like he's a talented scorer he's a talented playmaker underrated in that department and i think we're going to get to see parts of his game shine that we haven't for the past couple seasons yeah, and to expand a little bit on on Saul's thought too when you're playing for something so in particular when you've been a guy that hasn't mm-hmm. for so long that ups your motivation mm-hmm. too it's like oh all of a sudden I got I got something more to play for here too. I'm not just trying to get my own here. And he's coming off of injury too, right? So yeah. 
I'm sure when you have a couple seasons with injury like that, you have to reassess what your own <laughs> expectations are in those years that, hey, maybe I can't go to that level right now because I'm not fully healthy. Well, guess what? He's fully healthy now. He's surrounded by this team. They're playing for a championship, which is not something he had done in Washington in years. Of course, he's going to think that his game as well will be elevated. Yeah, excited to see it. Also, um, you too, I believe. Did you get a Burrito Express this week? Saul, you missed Burrito Express delivery I this week. I think I might have missed it as well. Oh, all right. So sad for both of you. Uh, Espo and I did not miss Leah, the Burrito Leah Express delivery Leah left one this week. in the fridge for me and put my name on it, so I had it today. Aww. You got looked out for. Um, but I'm curious what <laughs> I didn't you guys do that for either of you about that's okay. the idea of a cold burrito. Because Espo and I discussed this a little bit tomorrow, eating a cold burrito. No. Are you... No, no, Yes, no. no, maybe so. No. I mean, if it's Burrito Express, it doesn't really matter. That's what I'm saying, though. It's like <laughs> I so I had the breakfast Supreme burrito and I took it home with me after the show mm. and I didn't really feel like having a hot burrito. So I just ate it cold and it honestly was really good. And I'm just saying, if you can have a burrito cold and it still is really good, it's a solid burrito to begin with. Did it's you, gotta be. Did you use the Sean DePaz burrito holder in your Actually, car? I really did. <laughs> I put the burrito <laughs> in my cup holder. I did. Game changer. I did. Really. All I'm saying is Burrito Express burritos are super bomb and you should grab a burrito and also give Burrito Express a follow on Twitter at Burrito EXP. You should also grab some Shady Rays before the summer ends. I mean, it's sunny in Phoenix literally year round. So you should just always have Shady Rays readily available. And you should probably have multiple pairs because I don't know about you guys, but sometimes you feel like there's your basic sunglasses. And then other times you just want to spice it up mm. with something else. You want to, you know, my 80 style glass sunglasses. Yeah. You always have different mm, colors oh. on, your, on your glasses. Yes, so you get it. Definitely of all the people here and exclusively for everyone listening. Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code PHNX for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself. The shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. Also, shout out code in the chat for watching us at work. We appreciate you. Don't get fired, hey. but we appreciate you. Yeah. Just tell your boss to watch too. Why not? You Honestly, go. you really should tell your boss to I mean, watch. It just be like a thing. Like, you should just put our show on at 3 p.m. wherever you're working. You should. Just and if like you, convince your boss to build it into the day. If go. you work at, like, a Best Buy, put it on all the computers, too. There you go. <laughs> or you could just block out. Did you guys ever do this? Did you ever block out a meeting on your calendar where you're like, I just need a 30-minute break did, from everything? Did I ever? <laughs> I still do it now. <laughs> Damn. I used to always like days after games, there would always be like a 30 minute block out where I was like, I'm just going to go sit by myself Wait, so for you would, 10 minutes. You would put that on your own calendar. So yeah. That so that nobody that, could schedule anything so that I had them? a built she, she blocked out half her day just to do that. What would you call the meeting? <laughs> I don't I don't know exactly. I don't remember what I called it, but it was just like <laughs> Busy. Import, busy important meeting busy. unavailable during this time do not book anything self one-on-one -on -one. Yeah. <laughs> exactly all right let's continue with the bradley beal uh quotes from the slam article in this one he was asked if the sons already have a group chat and he said yes we do have a group chat already that it has been assembled and that it started asap I love that they had a group chat going right away and also that the first message was from Devin Booker and it was, let's go work out. 
<laughs> I mean, that's I'm pretty cool. sure that's basically all of Book's messages in their in their group text. You know, it's either I'm on vacation or let's go work out because those <laughs> seems like the two things. If you look at Devin Booker's uh, Instagram, that he does, so, or it's uh, like, hey, let's go on vacation and also and work, work out. out when yes. We're there. You sound like quotes from like Barbie or something. <laughs> Let's go work out. Come on vacation. Um, no, like they've, I mean, book shared the slam cover from Bradley Beal on his own Instagram. Like they're obviously building that chemistry up in the off season. Um, it's pretty cool to see that. And we've talked about this before. They do seem like kindred spirits in terms of being hoopers. We keep using that term. Mm -hmm. um, they're like-minded individuals who love the work, who love to play basketball um, and get along well off the court. And I think that fits in with the culture that the Suns are building here. Obviously, we've had a lot of questions about what it's going to look like um, without guys that help build it, like Monty, like Chris Paul. Um, but I think as long as you have that, you're going to continue to attract star talent like like Beal, like Gordon. He's not a star, but capable players will take less to come play here and be a part of that. What do you think the group text is named? You know they got to have well, a name for Well, we asked Jock fellas. last year, and Jock just said, like, players only, didn't he? Yeah, he said it was something boring. Yeah. I feel like it was players only. Yeah. Which is super lame. It's well, campaign was in it, too, wasn't it? I, I, I mean, I think that was for, like, the big team group chat. Like, are we talking about, like, just a group chat for them three? Or yeah, like for, for them three. Team? I think it should just be hated, right? Because that's, I mean, that's. That's not what they call themselves, though. But they, KD Do they call had said, themselves something? I'm saying KD had said that hate fuels him. So maybe that's, yeah, I'll play on that. They should call themselves the non all stars or zero all stars. <laughs> KBB? I don't know. KBB works. KGB. Or the outlaws. Kevin yeah. Book and Beale. The outlaws. <laughs> KBB. I feel like I'm having a conversation with Gretchen Wieners. <laughs> you and the outlaws thing. Mm hmm. Stop trying to make outlaws happen. I'm making a thing a thing, damn it! Fetch will never be a thing. Stop trying to make on, fetch. On Wednesdays, we wear pink. I'm sorry, I'm just quoting now the movie. Quoting. Uh, Brad Lubiel <laughs> also said when um, talking about this group chat and that first message being about going and working out that he's just really super excited about being around like-minded guys who want to push each other each and every day. And again, this just goes back to finally having guys who are on his same level as far as talent and drive go around him where they're all not to say that all NBA players are not working towards the same thing, but there's levels to it. Gerald, how do you think it's going to feel when you finally get on a podcast where everybody's on your level? I have, what are you talking about? <laughs> Don't make Gerald uncomfortable. Gerald's going to have quotes like this when he leaves for a, for a better Stop. podcast. He's like, Stop. I'm just glad to be playing just, for something know, that's worthy. We're, yeah. we're all on the same page. We're all pushing yeah. to the same goal. Stop. Yeah, I, this group text is much better than that last one I was in. My last one was literally called Dickheads. <laughs> True story, though. Surprisingly enough, I did not name it. I'm shocked by that. Gerald's like, Finally, people I could talk advanced stats with. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. We love you, Jerry. That was my favorite part of talking to Tom earlier when he was talking about the isolation page on NBA.com and I knew exactly what he was talking about and you're I started like, laughing and you three were just like staring at like, him. You're like, I can like, visualize what? the page in my mind <laughs> right now. I'm there with you. I, like, oh, I knew what he was talking about. I am about. the nerd. <laughs> I was just thinking the drop down and where would it be? Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> We did get a super chat from Code. Code, thank you so much for your super chat. Said, 
I think I'm in an online relationship with one of Katie's female burner accounts. <laughs> nice. Wow. Congratulations, Coach. Nice. Like, what kind of clues are they lie. leaving that would <laughs> lead you to believe that that's one of Katie's burner accounts? Remember that one Lakers fan that turned out to be fake? Yes. Remember that day? Yes. What? Is that, it was, was a it huge like that deal type, for type a day. situation. <laughs> yeah. There I have no idea what you're talking about. Everybody was talking about this Lakers fan, and she turned out to be completely fake. Like, her photos were all Photoshopped. Yeah, it wasn't it was a, really a woman, and she had been like co-hosting a podcast with like a Lakers guy for a while. Yeah. But he had like never seen her in person. Yeah. So he got like duped. Wait, you got catfished for a podcast? Yeah, it was NBA catfishing. It was unbelievable. Oh my God, that's awesome. They were posing as a woman, but they were a man? Well, I I don't know if we ever learned the identity. No, but I think it was they made up this per the visual, everything about this person, fake bio, like everything. And, and had a decent following too, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And then thousands yeah, of followers yeah, came out, not a real person. Low key, not mad at it. Like, kind of impressed, to be honest with you. High key, very mad. At it. Like, <laughs> what do you mean? Not, not mad at it. You were able to to dupe that many people all the way to the point of hosting a podcast with somebody, and nobody knew. That's impressive. I can't remember if she if, if the person used a voice modulator or if they had someone like a friend or a yeah. relative or someone do the talking for them. I can't remember what it was, but Listen, it was wild. I'm just saying that's a lot of work. And clearly for it what? worked out for a very long time. For a good troll. I mean, look, look, we're a year yeah, away. People, are, will people go to those kind of lanes to troll? Yes. Obviously somebody did. It was an immense, it was an immense day on Twitter. Look, we're a year away from somebody having an AI version host a podcast and run a Twitter account and we're all going to fall for it. Like it's coming. That's fair. Yeah, it's definitely not looking forward to that, but you could prepare with some four peaks beer. That's for sure. (laughs) Get drunk. (laughs) AI is coming. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) You want to watch AI Espo talk to you about your favorite four peaks beer? Well, here you go. Here you go. Um, I don't know about I don't know what to tell you about AI, but I do know that Four Peaks does not use AI to create their beer. They do it, and it's fantastic. Handmade. <laughs> we took a, we took a tour of the actual brewery. Robots are taking all of our jobs. <laughs> Have you seen people they pour into those? <laughs> I love and appreciate the reference. Thanks, Gerald. I got you. Four Beaks has beer for all the teams as well. They've got the D-backs um, official. Rattle on Red Ale. They've got the Suns Brew. We absolutely love that. And of course, the delightful food down at the brewery. Make sure you give Four Peaks a follow on social at Four Peaks Brew and at Four Peaks Pub to keep up with the latest at Arizona's hometown brewery. You must be 21 years or older to drink Four Peaks. And we ask that you please drink responsibly. Also, if you have not downloaded the BetMGM app yet, you absolutely should. It's a lot of fun. They have a bunch of promotions going on over there right now including the swing for the fences one. All you have to do is log in and opt in, and they're a blast. So if you have not signed up for BetMGM yet, sign up today using that bonus code. What are you waiting for? Yes. There's a few different offers depending on where you live, but for our Arizona audience, you place your first bet offer and receive up to 1,000 back in bonus bets if it loses with BetMGM. Again, that code is PHNX. You can check out the show notes for full details 
And now you can listen to Shane talk about the disclaimer. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, Arizona. 1-800-522-4700, Nevada. 1-800-BETS-OFF, Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-800-981-0023, Puerto Rico. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Kansas, Nevada, New York, or Ontario. Do you find it weird that the NBA version of AI, Allen Iverson, was the answer, but AI now is the biggest question we have? Deep thoughts with Espoon. That's exactly the reaction I wanted. I was going for exactly this. Oh, shit, man. <laughs> I just... <laughs> I broke it. I wasn't trying to be funny. Just asking. Um, I do actually... Uh, Jay in the chat said, I remember when I got catfished. Sad face. I still have nightmares. Any of you guys ever been catfished? No. That might uh, be too personal of a question to ask you on the spot like this, I but mean, I, I want to know now. I mean, I don't know. It's like, I mean, I've I've gone out with like... I, I dated. I went on a date with a girl that you gave me, me a different picture than she actually was. Mm. So I felt like that was kind of catfishing. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think that counts. Right? Does yeah. that count? Yeah. All right. Yeah, because she yeah. like was nothing like what the picture yeah. looked like. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I got catfished once. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> Lindsay, I did. That's why I know yours probably doesn't count. I don't think it. Yeah. I, I went. I've You've been, been married, married since before, before dating apps. Yeah. So no, I wasn't no, catfish. <laughs> it would be more for you two. Gerald, yeah. did you, uh, uh, well, you ever I, get catfish? It's pretty similar to Saul. I went on a date with a woman who her pictures were very edited compared to uh, what she looked like in real life. So I was polite. I sat to the date and then. I went home and fumed in my car. <laughs> that is the no. most Gerald thing. <laughs> I, was I was very nice and kind, <laughs> and then I went home. Honestly, yeah. though, like props to you for that. I feel like that's the best way to handle it. Just be polite and then go home, and then that's the end of we it. We didn't get apps or desserts. I'll say that though. <laughs> and on, she paid. No, no, no. <laughs> All right, moving on to more Sunstock. Kevin Durant got candid about cannabis, and this was actually a really fun discussion. I enjoyed it. You also, by the way, invested in a number of cannabis companies. Yeah. And I'm so curious about your decision to be public about that. And what the, did the, I assume, does Adam Silver call you up and say, No, hey, I actually Adam. called him and, tell, and, and, and advocated for him to take marijuana off the banned substance list. Um, I just felt like it was being, you know, becoming a thing around the country, around the world, that it was, the stigma behind it wasn't as, negative as it was before uh, you know it doesn't affect you in any negative way so I just I just felt like it was uh and what did Adam tell you when you said this to him they agreed and you see where, where well, we are now they've now now they've actually told players you can you can yeah. invest and you yeah. can you yeah, can smoke so, and everything else I think yeah I mean yeah you can yeah definitely marijuana is but you were a pioneer if you will I wouldn't call myself a pioneer <laughs> not at all um but a pioneer a public pioneer how about that I wouldn't say that either, <laughs> uh, but uh, I, I just enjoy the plant. I mean, as simple as that. And um, so, what did you what did you tell Adam? How did you how did you persuade him? Well, he smelled it when he worked, when he walked in when I walked in. So <laughs> I didn't really have to say much. You know what I'm saying? He kind of understood where this was going. And then I mean, <laughs> it's, it's the NBA, man. Everybody is like, uh, I hate to be. Everybody does it. To be honest, like, I mean, it's like wine at this point. 
Listen, uh, I'm glad that he invests in cannabis, uh, but the offer still stands, KD. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> or not. <laughs> or maybe it doesn't. I don't know. What offer, Saul? I think there's what an offer. What are we talking about? There's an it's offer. Coming. It's, it's coming offer. somewhere the down offer. the road. Come on. It's like wine. <laughs> like, like, God, this <laughs> <laughs> a few, anyway, a few minutes later. Boom, It's Kevin Durant. Let's go. Hey. <laughs> Kevin Durant, if you come to the Phoenix Suns, my friend, you and I, We'll have a fantastic time getting blazed here in the valley because I know you are very fond of the herb. And hey, our friends at OGs, Shane, camera, um, our friends at OGs, I got you. I, I You can have a lifetime supply, that is not confirmed, uh, <laughs> of OGs, I promise you. And, and buddy, I will take them. With, and you know, I'll take one right now. There you go. There's a whole bag of it right here. Past the duchy. Right? Oh, oh, there you go. Hey, there you go. Hey, right, have a good time. <laughs> uh, also, OG's totally confirmed it too. They said he could have a lifetime supply. They did. I mean, come on. We I think make my, this happen. my favorite part about this was Katie was just like, when the guy was like, well, what did Adam say? Or how did you tell him? And he was just like, listen, I just basically wasn't hiding it anymore. I did, right. It is it is what it is. I walked in and he smelled it. Right. Like, you're, you're either cool with it or you're not, but you should be. He was speechless. He got hotboxed. I, 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 would, I would love to. I, I just like to imagine that they agreed on this and then they got high together. Could you imagine Adam Silver and Kevin Durant high together? I think no. that would be entertaining as nope. shit. I absolutely could not, not imagine that. I, I genuinely... It could go so many different ways. Yeah. It really could. <laughs> Did you ever see his interview with David, uh, Kevin Durant's interview with David Letterman, where he admits he's totally high off yep. his ass yep. when, when he starts the interview with him? That's I yeah. thought it's spectacular. I mean, he said it's like wine. Everyone does it. Mm -hmm. And yeah. he obviously enjoys partaking in the plant in all of its ways, I'm sure. There's nothing so. wrong with it. There's nothing wrong with it. I support it. Like he's been playing at a high level. Um, like, <laughs> uh, I mean, he's one of the greatest of all time. I don't know. I, you know, it's hard. You always want to put yourself in that, in their shoes. I played with a guy one time that was blazed as fuck before our, our, a college basketball game. And we got on the court and I was like, this dude ain't doing shit out here. But I've also played with other dudes that were playing at a higher level. Like they just, they were just much better for me. It slows everything down. I feel like a conversation takes like six hours when I'm high. Yeah. And so I wonder if it slows everything down for KD in the game. Because that's a significant <laughs> advantage. He's probably just catching the ball and like, oh, look at this shit. <laughs> <laughs> look it. Uh, Wait, did you just say a conversation actually takes six hours or it feels like it takes six hours? Feels. Okay. feels. I just needed to be sure because holy hell, that no. is a long conversation. <laughs> Can you we? think I'm listening to a six-hour conversation? <laughs> That's what I'm confused by. I needed oh, no. I needed to clarify because I'm like, Saul, I can't keep your attention for six minutes sometimes. No, because like right now, it feels like you've been yelling at me for like 15 minutes. I literally <laughs> am not even are yelling. <laughs> I... I love this. Though. Like, I love the assumption that, like, oh, guys weren't high before. Like, sh you can't tell me that Sean Marion wasn't high two thirds of the time he was here in Phoenix. Like, you listen to some of his interviews, you're like. Yeah, pretty, oh, it was every answer was like, yeah, shit. Like that was always that was like Sean Marion's crutch in an interview. I'm like, yeah, I think we all know that this was not some thing that wasn't happening in the yeah. NBA or around well, culture in general. So here's a little little, little nugget. Uh, my dad 
um, actually used to get high with Dennis Johnson all the time. Oh, really? Yeah. When he played for the Suns. I know. When he played for the Phoenix Suns, they would get blazed day of game, and then he'd go play. And nobody ever gave a shit then. No. Nobody ever gave a shit now. Well, well it was because one person coke, did. That was because they were doing cocaine as well back then. So. <laughs> Probably true. Probably true. Yeah. I'm, I'm just glad this isn't David Stern's NBA anymore because it was one of the worst kept secrets in the league back then yeah. and remained that way for a while. And I'm glad that they're able to just have conversations about it be and honest. not be a banned substance <laughs> and understand what it does for these players, especially during the pandemic and everything. Well, and, and I, just like the like the amount of pain relieving type of medications that mm-hmm. are given out to professional athletes, this that are oftentimes very bad for you yes. mm-hmm. and very addicting mm-hmm. and can cause like we've heard numerous former athletes discuss that. Right. Mm-hmm. This is another option that they can take. Yeah. And again, it's an option. It's not like. You're being offered something or told that you have to partake in something, but it is an option that's available to them and they should have the ability to choose. Which is ironically enough, some of the pain regimens that teams used to do were basically forced on you. Yes. You're getting an injection before this game so you can go out there and play. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. No, I think I'm, I'm all for it. I'm all for, you know, players being able to uh, safely and responsibly, you know, do what they need to do to get day to day. These games are so stressful. These these lives can be stressful, you know, and I know we like to think that as soon as the game's over, they just go hop into their mansion or their, you know, Lambo or their yacht or whatever. But it's not like that all the time. And sometimes, you know, they take these games to heart. They're upset about the way they play or maybe they've been on a cold streak for a week or two or coaches getting on their ass or they got all these obligations that they got to meet. It's just a lot of stress and pressure. And if they can alleviate it by, you know, smoking some weed, fuck, go for it, dude. Yeah, I'm all, I'm all for it as long as you don't allegedly Josh Jack in it it's good and with that we're gonna <laughs> say goodbye thank you all for joining us today uh, we appreciate <laughs> you we'll be back tomorrow at 3 p.m you can follow the show shane mute their mics you can follow the show on twitter at phnx underscore sons you can follow me at lindsey smith az you can follow saw at saw underscore bookman you can follow gerald at gerald borgay and of course you can follow espo at espo Espo, I swear to God, don't ruin this. (laughs) Just remember, if you don't show up at an obligation for work, James Jones will go buy everybody beer. Ahoy, ahoy. PHNX though, Lindsey Gerald Espo. Saw past the ball, we here to turn up the tempo. Got to understand me, I'll always rep the family. Rally in the valley like Dan G, no plan B. Always on the job, my team move like the mob. Turn the beat on, I throw it down like DA on the lob. Best combo since KJ.